Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. everybody welcome to another episode of the pace labs podcast i am one of your co-hosts rj starsvik here with my other co-host matt narvaez how you doing good sir i'm doing very well it's been a minute since we did this i think just a couple weeks ago we we took a little bit of hiatus here but really glad to be back yes sir a little bit of a hiatus dropped you that 2k to fix my car but we are all good and we got a wonderful guest here joining us last episode. We had Chase Elliott uh, on our show. That was a great episode. And we are joined by somebody uh, really uh, on a hot streak right now, coming off the best ARCA finish of her career, uh, Tony Bridinger. How you doing? Hello. I am great. How are you? I am good. And like I noted, uh, we were watching the race at Kansas this weekend and noticed mm-hmm. that Raisin Kane's uh, Toyota flying to the front. Finishing oh, yeah. third position, you got that interview, that TV time. Um, I mean, had to be such a feel-good moment to uh, kind of, you know, obviously we know how chaotic races can be sometimes. To run a clean race, you finish third on the on the on the podium, the the makeshift uh, NASCAR podium. Um, how does that feel to achieve to, to have such an accomplishment? Yeah, it was overall a really exciting day. Honestly, started off a little bit rocky. I didn't really feel like I got what I need to get out of the car for practice and qualifying. So I was kind of down bad for a second. Um, but then I was like, you know, I have a race ahead of me. Um, it's a long race. There's a lot, you know, that I can prove. I knew that I had a car that's capable of, you know, moving up to the front. So I was like, I just need to kind of work on some things um, driver wise behind the wheel. And we did. So yeah, it ended up being a really good result overall. Just pretty solid race. Didn't really have any complaints. Um, we had raising canes on the car. CEO was out there. So it gave me that extra little bit of motivation for sure. Exactly. And real quick, I'm going to jump into the fun questions right away. So raising canes is interesting because yeah. I never tried raising canes until two weeks ago because Ooh. I live in, I live in Tampa and there never was mm-hmm. one around here, but they just finally put one uh, near one of our beaches, uh, Clearwater area. And so I drove about 30 minutes to go to there on like a Sunday or something like that last week and you know got the tenders got the fries got the cane sauce it was good I had to see what the hype was was really good obviously I see it everywhere I see it on TikTok everyone's like giant cups of like cane sauce and they dip the entire tender in there yeah um I was like I gotta you know I'm a sauce man myself I'm like I gotta try it so it was really good. I have to. I just have to put that out there, Matt. I don't know if you've had raisin canes if you can attest, but I tried it two weeks ago. Before I forget, got to put it out there. It was really good, Matt. You yeah, I have that? a buddy of mine that has been there multiple times since it opened, um, but I have not tried it myself. So you need to. I have to try it sooner rather than later. And you won't be disappointed. Yeah, it stinks that I can't like share in the enjoyment. <laughs> good thing, but, um, we, good yeah. thing we live in the same city, so I guess we're going next weekend. Very true. Yeah, yeah, we can go um, anytime. Maybe we can do the podcast there. Right. Podcast racing. They got to put one by Daytona. I don't know if there's one by Daytona because I just, obviously, I just left there or we just left there from that weekend. But I know there's a lot of stuff around that area. I feel like that'd be some good 
activation. I don't know if you can oh, paint yes. the word for us, Tony, to uh Oh yes, I got get a, you. Get a raisin canes <laughs> out there. But yeah, um obviously wait before we hop off to the raisin canes things, is there like a chance in the future you can maybe get your own meal or push for that? I've seen like you know, McDonald's helping out big influencers and celebrities. Could you could you possibly have that? That'd be so fun. I would love that. That'd be yeah, so yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. I just saw cool. one with like Duncan and Ice Spice. I'm like, that's sick. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so like a Raisin Cane's meal, that'd be elite. Did you yeah. say Duncan and Ice Spice? I think so. I think I just saw it. Unless it was it fake. Maybe it's fake news. I thought it was real, but... Oh, I could definitely see that happening. An Ice Spice, Duncan. I guess we yeah. got to research that. But yeah, what, what would it, what would it be? What would your what would a Raisin Cane's meal be? Ooh, that's such the a great... Tony question. meal, or what would you want it called? Yeah, what should I call it? Like the Tony Box combo? I don't know. Like maybe it needs more like spice, something like more unique. For like the name the bride, i don't know the what i put box <laughs> yeah, yeah your box, exactly. <laughs> um yeah i'd have to think on that it has to be something good you know yeah some it has to be something unique i feel like they're like menus like just like staples that are like really solid so it'd have to like fit within like the vibe of like these are the staples but yeah i have to see i, I like that yeah, I maybe like, like cool like because i think post malone like he did something he had like a cool cup i don't know if you guys saw those yeah like, yeah i was sick for sure like i'm i'm kind of a fan of barstool sports day porno and all those guys yeah and i listened to some of their podcasts and they were sponsored by raising canes like crazy um and i know yeah. they were talking about those cups over there too not yeah. his podcast and stuff like that yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah, sick you know, I, maybe I next year sponsor <laughs> activation like that like i i work for chick-fil-a now i guess the the opposition company i guess but i still you know <laughs> i just love chicken so you know me managing for chick-fil-a my operator is a huge nascar fan so i'm trying to pull off a deal i'm like hey have you ever considered sponsoring a race car think about it so you know since i got some connections um you know trying to work something out hopefully maybe in daytona next year we can get uh chick-fil-a on a race car or something like that you know I'm no thinking, no rj's not sharing i don't his know whole plan. i'm, I'm he... team raising canes over here i don't know about chick-fil-a <laughs> rj wants to hop in the car oh not your no i'm so talking that's I'm the whole problem that I'm not going racing. That's, that's my big dream okay. here because obviously i'm you know i'm aspiring to be you know me and matter aspiring to be media things like that with the microphone but like my goal is like at some point putting on the helmet and the suit, doing like one race and retiring. So like, why not, you know, I'll hit up the architects down there in February. Yeah. I think trying to set it out, I'll rent one of Josh Williams, Arca cars and we'll go racing. Yeah, you should and do it. That'd be sick. So we'll see. We'll see. But that that's all uh long time. We're about 2% of the way there. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it <laughs> out. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I know for you, uh, this year you've ventured into something a little different too. You had three truck starts so far this year. I think it's been really yeah. cool to see you in the, in the craftsman truck series and those, uh, definitely beautiful looking paint schemes. Um, and your, your results are really well. I mean, you've ran some really consistent races. You've gotten some great finishes. You've ran Kansas gateway in Nashville so far, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. You ran Kansas. You've had some great success at Kansas. Cause you got a P you got a 15th place finish in your debut. And now you got your best career finish there. And you've went there. Honestly wild. Cause Kansas used to be my like least favorite track, like worst results. Like Kansas, like when we had to pull up to Kansas, I'd be like, Oh gosh, like <laughs> this is going to be a challenge. So it's kind of crazy that like my two like best weekends of my life have been at Kansas wild plot twist. <laughs> And hopefully it's just the beginning of all of it. you know, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I think it's, I mean, what, what would be, I mean, I know you, you said you didn't like it at first, but what would be your favorite part about like the track itself and how it's kind of, you know, built what the dynamic of it. 
Yeah, I would say I like how, especially in the truck race, I felt like everyone was running different lanes and it was like the racing was really fun. Um, So I really enjoyed that for my first truck race. I remember like just people would be getting like these crazy runs. I got like some crazy runs. That I was like, dang, like I've never felt this before. And like the side drafting and it's just, like the racing was so fun. Like you'd have somebody all the way up top, somebody in the middle and someone on the bottom. Like it was really fun. Um, So it's not quite as chaotic on the Arca stuff, but still like I feel like a lot of that stuff that I learned from the truck race and the spring really helped me for the fall race um, in the Arca series. So I feel like I was able to like, I feel like I had to learn a lot on the fly in the moment and I was able to apply a lot of that to the Arca stuff and it made me like kind of be a little bit more confident this time around. For sure. Like Matt, Matt, I don't know if you watched the Arca race at Kansas, but Arca is wild at Kansas sometimes. Like I don't like yeah. restarts, like not even yeah. the, like the initial start. Like I turned on the race, um, yeah. whichever day it was, I think it was Friday. Um, and I, you know, watched the initial start and usually, you know, everybody's kind of shutting off. They're going, I think it was, um, Dean, and jesse um at first battling and then you had Quapla yeah. up there um mozak and they're yeah. all just going like duh, like side drafting each other three yeah. wide and it's like lap two i'm like damn <laughs> yeah. and I, I think it was only a few years ago when you had the the venturini teammates crash each other out for the lead um or no that not venturini teammates um just just toyota um yeah they were racing so each other so hard and then yeah the crowd was like oh my god like these like I know a lot of people like to just smack on Arca and smack on different tracks, but like when Arca goes to Kansas, it's real. Like, yeah, y'all get after it. I mean, those restarts have to be chaotic. And I mean, you in the car, you have to be ready for it, right? You you thinking like, okay, we're probably going to be sent three wide here, possibly. Yeah, 100%. I feel like you have to expect to go, I'm sorry, three wide. Like, I feel like that's kind of, yeah. Like, I feel like everyone's like pretty intense. Like, it does get like a little like spread out sometimes, but definitely feel like the starts are up there like nobody really gives space like i mean the truck stuff is like a little bit more tense obviously but um yeah i mean arca like arca is still pretty challenging i mean i feel like i am still learning a lot in the series so i'm definitely not one to be like oh arca is easy or anything like that so yeah you were saying that like kansas has been a struggle for you like has it been something where venturini and toyota like how has the team kind of got you more comfortable there or was it something that just naturally happened? Yeah, I worked a lot with the team um, on sim, not quite as much this time around, but um, we've done like a lot of sim work on there. Um, and for me, that's been really helpful. And yeah, they've been like, I feel like everyone's always so open to like answering my questions. And yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think overall it was more of like a confidence thing and trusting the car and my ability I feel like I did like a lot of sim work last year and previously and didn't always apply what I learned from sim to real life. So I feel like I've done a little bit of a better job with that. So I think I've been doing a better job with really like utilizing the resources that I have. So um, yeah, yeah, they've been great. I feel like everyone on the team is always super helpful. My teammates, Billy, my crew chief. So yeah. Yeah. And you like to, you're in a unique position, kind of so many people talk about like RJ, you know, this, we talk about this all the time, the jump from trucks to cup or the jump from Xfinity to cup. You're in a unique position where it's like Arca to trucks and some other drivers are in that, you know, range, but mm-hmm. how is it like between those two cars? How how are you juggling that? I know you were only in the truck three times, but how do they kind of compare? Yeah, honestly, when I did my first truck start, I talked to Corey a little bit about it and he told me that like for Kansas, Arca and truck is pretty similar, like out of all the tracks, like it's probably like the most comparable to each other. 
So I was like, honestly, I'm just going to pretend I'm not in a truck. I'm just going to pretend I'm literally in an ARCA car. And just that's kind of how I felt like I I used it a little bit to like cope and not like really freak myself out that I'm in like a totally different vehicle. Um, so yeah, just going out there, I just kind of just did the same thing that I did in the ARCA stuff, really. Um, and just was more aware that I had obviously more downforce, more side force, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I kind of like just drove it the same in some aspects. And um, for, I mean, for Nashville and Gateway, I didn't really drive an ARCA car there. So I don't know how comparable it was, but I mean, they have the same motor. So I feel like that's pretty comparable. Um, I feel like you can just drive them a good bit harder. But, you know, I've only done three races, so I'm not an expert. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, no. just, that's just my take. <laughs> so yeah, far. yeah. Early on, for sure. Yeah. And the plan is to get there for sure. I mean, I know that the yeah. biggest thing that, that sticks out to me is like the consistency. And I know I feel like when, when me and you had a conversation probably like two years ago at this point, mm-hmm. you were talking about, I mean, you were really just getting started in ARCA. You're like, I just want laps. I just want experience. You know, I just want to go back to a track the second time and have a notebook. And now, I mean, you got top tens in the last six races for the ARCA series um, and the races that you've ran. So I think it's been great. I'm sure for you and for when your team looks at it, like the consistency start to build up um, with you running those consistent laps, whether it's just consistent lap times, consistently clean mm-hmm. races, getting uh, good finishes, making passes on the racetrack. I mean, it has to be, I'm sure very, very great and positive for you to kind of look back at that and be like, wow, like I'm like, we're, we're hitting it right now on a consistent basis too. Yeah, for sure. I feel like last year my goal was, oh, if I got in the top 10, like that would be a solid day. And now I feel like my new standard is top five. And like now that I got a top three, I'm like, that's kind of going to be like my new bar that I set for myself. Um, So it's kind of like baby steps to it. But um, for sure, I feel like I'm kind of riding the wave of momentum. I feel like every race that I've done this year has been like a massive improvement from last year. And I feel like just every race has I've been able to show that I'm like a little bit better in improving each race. Um, so yeah, it's been, I feel like good, obviously for me and for the team. Um, but yeah, so it's been solid and hopefully I can continue it at Bristol. Oh yeah. At Bristol this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. And I think, I know, um, I think I had mentioned it like whenever it was like, I know a lot of people probably make assumptions like with all the, the brand deals you have all the activation, they're like, ah, oh, she's just out there racing with, with the sponsors, this, that, like, no, like you, you're, you're out there posting all the time in the lab every week. I mean, you're out there mm-hmm. testing late models, things like that. Um, you know, you're obviously, uh, you're right. I know you got your deal with Hot Wheels. I can't, I don't know what, what name do I call that? Uh, the GR Cup. The GR series. Cup. Yeah. I know yeah. you've been whipping around the GR Cup. Mm-hmm. Those have been really cool to see there. Um, testing late models and things like that. Cause you, you drip, when you put it in perspective, you've driven a lot of different cars this year. I mean, I know Matt talked about arc of a truck and I know that's just in the NASCAR realm, but how's it been running from arc of a truck? You're testing late models, you're running the GR cup, uh, running different road courses and things like that. How has that, how has that been kind of balancing all of that this year? Cause I know at the beginning of the year, when you would kind of put out and announce that this would kind of be your schedule for this year, uh, to gain experience, has it, has it been everything you thought it had been at more? Has it been more of a challenge? How has that been kind of for you to take it all in? Yeah, I would say, you know, last year I ran the full season of ARCA and I felt like there was just some things missing in my development. I want to work a lot more on my race craft. So I kind of felt like putting myself in different cars, and like forcing myself to really adapt to different tracks and different cars and different teams this year would kind of help that growth. And like doing the GR series is so different for me. And at first it was like really kind of like uncomfortable to be with a new team, a new car on road courses and like 
they take me a second to learn. So it's been like a process. But um, I do feel like even just putting myself in situations that are kind of uncomfortable where I have to really push myself, then it makes, I don't know, like the ARCA stuff and everything else a little bit easier. And so, yeah, I think for me, this year was really just about development and just getting as much seat time as possible and not just doing like the big ARCA races. Um, I mean, I test late models a good amount. I do a lot of races with Lee Folk and all them. Um, like I'm testing right before Bristol on Wednesday in a late model. And it doesn't like exactly transfer over, but I just think being behind the wheel, seat time, seat time. Um, so yeah, just been put in a lot of time behind the wheel this year for sure. I was never really aware of the GR cup. Is that like a road course series? Is it is. Yeah, yeah. It's Toyota's inaugural series. So this is the first year at it. Um, we raced at, where did we race last? Like road America. I have Sebring, I think next week or in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, it's road courses. That's awesome. Was that like a goal for you? Like you said, you want to open yourself up to other, you know, disciplines, but especially with the way cups going and we've had an expansion of road courses, is that like road courses are on the top of the list to continue learning and, you know, kind of expand your knowledge on those things? Yeah, definitely. I do feel like NASCAR is moving a little bit more towards doing some more road course racing. So I do feel like it's an important skill for me to learn. Um, I go kart like every week too, which is a different vibe, but like still just kind of like helps you practice. Like it's the same kind of fundamentals and everything. Um, So yeah, I think it's an important skill to learn. And um, I feel like if you can be like really good at road courses and short tracks and like everything and just be really like well-rounded, I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. I've been looking for an excuse to get to Sebring. I know me and Matt always talk about it every like you should for do last, it for every. the last like three years because it's like <laughs> yes. I, I literally just mapped it two hours, 21 minutes away from us. So that's not yeah. bad. I'm driving and it's a nine hour drive. So you have that, no excuse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, now I have no excuse. You know, I can't, I can't <laughs> say I'm very going to complain about the drive. So, uh, and then that would make, you know, probably the drive to Miami better when we go, when we go to Homestead, but yeah, I mean, yep. racing, have you ever raced at Seamring before? Is would this be the first no, time? I've never been, but I heard it's an old airport or like yeah. airport runway or something. So it's like super oh, rough. I've heard the environment like is interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious about it. So we'll see. Super <laughs> rough too. I think I was, your back's I was talking to run there. <laughs> One of the guys that works for Daytona security that I know I was talking to him and he was talking about how he went there earlier in the year. And I was like, Oh, I've been meaning to go to Seabring. He was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. He's like, it's when you go there, you don't think it's a racetrack. It's kind of an old airport and then a bunch of trees and, but interesting. Okay. I mean, hey, racing's racing in my opinion. I mean, the garage area is the garage area. So if I see yeah. cars going around, I mean, the Chicago street course was weird enough uh, to yeah. witness that myself. Um, you know, the streets that I had explored uh, as a kid to kind of then go back down there and just see it turned into a racetrack was, was interesting, but Hey, I mean, I feel like in today's era, we could put cars anywhere and put on a show. I mean, for sure. It just seems like that's what we're doing. I mean, what, what race, what race do you, that, that brings up that question. What race do you sticks out? Like kind of the, the, the weird rate, not the weird races, but I guess the different races that we have so far. Okay. We have street course, Chicago. We've, we're now running dirt mm-hmm. tracks, uh, just races in the rain. What, what intrigues you? Where, where do you want to step into first? Yeah, I think the street course is pretty cool. I feel like that kind of has a different fan base to it like it has like the like regular fans but also I feel like it just brings in people that like live in the city and people that maybe don't usually watch NASCAR and I feel like it's just a different vibe so I think that would be really cool to definitely experience I did my first one in Nashville in the GR series and that was an experience it was really fun we went over this bridge and I was like dang it's pretty is that the same weekend as any car because I think I saw yes it was Mm -hmm. you were driving like a blue car right 
I was. It's the Hot yeah. Wheels car in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's blue. Yeah. You can't. You can't okay. miss it. That thing's. Like, yeah, you cannot miss oh, it. It, yeah. just, it stands out. <laughs> I know cameras do some enhancing and they can do some enhancing and things like that, but I know like, you can't miss the Hot <laughs> yeah, Wheels yeah. car. I mean, no. kids can't waste. I mean, that's just a, a a staple of our childhood, you know. So that's cool. You guys got to go back to back with the uh, IndyCar. I didn't even know that. Was it like the day before, days before? Or... We were after IndyCar because I like. I, I like died a little bit after because I literally had like a heat stroke and there's no ambulance because they all left because oh, like IndyCar was done. So they all dipped out and we were like the last show. So I was just, I was just on the floor struggling. That is, that is so something we'll get But it's the prayer. They're like, oh, this is over. No, we're still, we still got a race. Stay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's typically what IndyCar does when they come down here for St. Pete, too. Like, they have some type of Lamborghini Cup going on after, so that just makes sense. That, yeah. That, that was something right after. That's cool, though. What? Yeah. They had something after the IndyCar race at St. Pete? Yeah, like, every year it's always um some Ferrari yeah, GT Cup or Lamborghini them. something. Yeah. I, I didn't even know. We left. We... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I leave. Or last, last time when I was media, I just I went back to the – to the media center and that was it you know i, I don't really care to see that i don't know anybody racing so <laughs> damn yeah well it is what it is i mean do you i i mean i like races like that different race i mean i'm I'm still aspiring to get to the the 24 the rolex 24 this year still haven't same, been one. is that something you aspire to, to race in someday tone yeah that'd be sick i think that'd be so fun i think like just like it's such an iconic race. So I think it'd be really cool to experience it. And I think it's cool that it goes on for 24, like to like wake up and go to sleep and there's just cars racing. That's so cool. I know we've, me and Matt have mapped out how we would spend the 24 hours at the race. Yeah. We wouldn't um, sleep. We wouldn't sleep. We, <laughs> yeah, we'd sleep. try to go all the way. That would be the goal. Yeah. Um, but then you can't oh, drive so home bad. right after. Cause that just ain't going to work. So yeah, no, um, I have to figure something out, but what, since we're going on fun questions here, build, if you like, I'm gonna put you on the spot. If you want to build your, Four four driver dream team for the Rolex Twenty Four right now, including yourself. Oh, what you so Say, let's let's do. Um, yeah. no, we can do anything. We can do any any driver. Yeah. Okay. So four say, drivers. Wait, including myself. Well, yeah, yeah, including, including so yourself. Three build, builds like yeah. your three teammates. Okay. <gasps> wow. Okay. I don't know how to choose. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna think of. I don't really know who's like good at road courses. I'm gonna say um this is a lot of pressure for me oh my god you can make it simpler and just do like toyota say like say you have y'all enter like a toyota team like say, yeah your, your i was TRD gonna choose toyota right drivers yeah yeah if you're a trd um, group right now i would say my first pick would be Corey heim because i feel like he's just good at everything he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um my second pick i would probably choose isabella because i know she's really good isabella robusto i know she's really good at road courses so she'll just be whipping that thing around yeah. um and then I need one more person. Oh my gosh. Okay. I might do who would be fun. He's like a well, fun. Can she pick a cup driver? I mean, technically. <laughs> yeah. I could pick a cup driver. Oh, That's totally. true. I'm just not really tight with any of them. You know, I, I want it to be a yeah, fun sure. team with people that I'm tight with, like a cute little sure. a cute oh. little squad pulling up, you know? Um yeah. <laughs> let's see. I don't know who to choose for the third person. Maybe I'll do I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, Billy Venturini himself. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Venturini himself. <laughs> let's just roll with that. Yeah, let's just roll with that. Or we can do Jesse Love because I know he's good too. Yeah, Jesse yeah. Love. Jesse That'd be a solid team. That'd be a solid team. I like that. 
You're you're right on Corey Heim. I mean, he uh we can we Corey's can we can gloat about Corey for for a little bit. Like obviously I've been glad to know him for you know the last three, four years too, when he started when he was just doing late models and things like that. And it was like it was like one of those deals where like um I've learned kind of as I've gotten into media, like when those people in late models like hit you up, you know, like yeah acknowledge that you know because someday they're gonna they're gonna be up there at the top and you know yeah. you want you want to have a connection with them so now that Corey Heim back when I was would be talking to him when he was racing late models now he's at the top of the truck series you know mm-hmm. and I still get to talk to good old famous Corey Heim you know it's 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 great <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a great guy too but I'm, I'm glad he's he's gotten his break and his full-time opportunity because I mean he's he's running away with it like I think a championship is in question for for Corey I mean it's yeah. right there yeah, no, he'll get it for sure. So, as far as the rest of the year, I know you've bounced around a lot of different stuff, and it's probably hard to even say where you're going to be and when. But what do you like so far? What do you have locked down? I know you said you got this weekend at Bristol. I think that'll be really mm-hmm. fun with all four series there. This weekend's always great. Four Bristol night races. You can't ask for more than that, uh, except for five. But you got Bristol this weekend. What else do you got uh, after that? Kind of yeah. Where do you so Bristol. Yeah, so I have Bristol this week. I think next week I'm at Sebring in the GR series. I think the following weekend after that, or two weeks after that, I'm in the GR series in um Indy. So I'll be doing that. And I think my other arca race on my schedule is just Phoenix at the end of the year. And then I'll probably just be doing like late model stuff in between, etc. But yeah, it's kind of like not that many races left in the season. I'm kind of wrapping it up and I feel like I went by so fast. It's kind of sad. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, there's only three races. <laughs> yeah. no, it is weird. Yeah, we only got nine races left in the NASCAR season. Yeah. Um, your schedule's already wrapping up. When you say Indy, you're talking, you're seeing me Brickyard, right? Um. Yeah. So the GR series, tell us more about how this got started. Because you said this is the first year, right? I'm kind of intrigued now. Like how? Yeah, this is the first year. Um, and Toyota told me about it last year, and I wasn't really sure if I was going to run it or not. But then once they kind of came up with the schedule, um, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, and it works. Kind of, it worked out really well with the schedule that I had, kind of in the Arca series. Um, so yeah, I was like, this is fun. Um. And it's just like a different, it's such a different vibe, like pulling up to those races versus the NASCAR stuff. Like, I feel like everybody there is different. It's just a different environment. So it's cool to just have, I don't know, like a different experience, like a little change up to my usual. So yeah. Is it a full on spec series? Yeah, it's a full on spec series. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I was like, okay, this could be cool. And then Hot Wheels wanted to come on board and I was like, oh yeah, we're doing this. So yeah, all the pieces kind of came together and I was like, let's go. What's who are you music? racing against? Is it like guys who are like specifically there, men and women that want to like be sports car drivers in the future? Or so or going into the series, I thought it was going to be people that were like rookies and like mm-hmm. me, you know. And right. then I pulled up, and there's like these crazy good drivers, like that. I like I don't even I'm not really familiar with them because I'm kind of new to the sports car world and all that kind of stuff, but. People will be like, oh, yeah, this is so-and-so, and they've won this and all this, like, Miata and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, so I'm kind of, like, learning all the classes and everything. But, I mean, there is some really, really skilled and experienced people in that series. So, um, yeah, it's definitely – it's very, very com- – it's a lot more competitive than what I was anticipating, but it's really fun. 
Yeah, I would imagine like Toyota's goal is trying to be like the MX-5 Cup or whatever from Mazda. Yeah, it's kind of, I would feel yeah, like that's I think it's very comparable to that. Yeah, yeah. right, right. That makes sense. That's a cool deal. Yeah, yeah. That would be my question to ask, like who, what the, what the competition, I mean, it seems like definitely a cool, like an intriguing series to join. Do you think it's something that like, do you think it's one of those series that like as it gains popularity now that it's kind of newer thing, you think it'll attract like more drivers to come race and do like one-offs and then it turns into something you know, even bigger than what it is. Do you think that could be like a future for it? Yeah, I feel like people are always probably a little sus about the first year of anything. So I think, I feel like the first year has gone really well for them. So I could see like all the people that did it this year, you know, probably coming back and having new people join. Um, Obviously I can't speak for them, but I don't know. I think the series has gone really well so far. I think it's been really su successful. So um, yeah, I could see it definitely growing. Awesome. So another question to switch gears a tiny bit. Um, more so big picture for you in, in your career, I think, you know, to, yeah. to have the races under your belt that you've have and to be in the position that you are obviously all the great partners that you have, um, to have interest from, you know, big brands, you know, like Raising Cane's, Victoria's Secret to have interest in you, um, you know, not as a person, but obviously as a driver, um, you know, what, what do these partnerships mean to you? We know in NASCAR that sponsorship is the key and having great mm -hmm. partners is the key. Loyal partners is the key. Yeah. Um, and it seems like you've been able to definitely secure those pretty early on in your career. Cause we'll call it early on in your career. Cause obviously we want to keep this thing going. It's going to branch exactly. out go further. Um, but you know, what have these great partners meant, uh, for you, obviously for the teams that you've driven for mm -hmm. and kind of you being able to line up your future in racing as well. Yeah. I'm really grateful for the partners that I have. I mean, I think we all know that racing's pay to play, so you can't, you can't really get that seat time unless you're paying for it. Um, so I feel like some people don't always like fully understand like how much sponsorship is needed and how much support you really need um, to kind of get that seat time. Like, I don't think people are just sitting out for fun. <laughs> I think it's usually because of lack of funding. Um, so yeah, it's been really awesome for me to have partnerships that are really meaningful with brands that I actually really align with. So um, it's been cool for me to have Victoria's Secret, which is a brand that I've loved ever since I was, you know, a young girl and always just really looked up to like the angels and just the whole brand in itself. Um, and then, you know, raising canes, that's been my go-to stop for my post-race meals. Like anytime there's one by a track. So I really worked with brands that I truly love. So it's been really awesome that, um, they've been willing to really support me and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been cool. I'm very grateful for them because I definitely would not be in the position I am with. And I would not be in the position that I am in right now without them. So, um yeah it's cool to see their support and uh, me and like female athletes and yeah so it's been really great yeah, yeah talking about sponsorships and stuff like bringing new sponsors in you know obviously the elephant in the room obviously you know in a industry full of men where you're you're a woman you're a girl in the sport um bringing in Victoria's Secret like for me I'm from a family of majority women so I'm very familiar with the brand and like yeah. how did that come together I, I would love to know like how that came together with them I know you maybe did some modeling for them as well. So like that, that's a really cool, like, you know, activation from a NASCAR side of thing where no one else could have made that, you know, come together. Yeah. So it's kind of, I'm like a very strong believer in manifesting things. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but oh, I firmly believe that I manifested it for myself. Like when I was little, I used to write down, I had a journal. I used to write down that I wanted to be a race car driver and a Victoria's Secret model which are two polar opposite things and were so far-fetched at the time. Like I was just driving in go-karts. <laughs> um, right. 
So yeah, it was always just my dream. So it's really crazy that it worked out. Like I still think it's very surreal to be working with them and to have them on like my truck debut. It's very, very crazy. But yeah, it just like somehow all worked out. I don't even know how to explain it. Like I feel like the universe just, I don't know. I feel like I just like willed it to happen. And I mean, I have a great team behind me, manager agents um, that helped me achieve that goal for sure. But um, yeah, it's crazy that they wanted to support and get behind me. So I don't know. It's very surreal. It's weird to explain, but yeah, it just kind of came together. All the stars aligned, you know, everything. Yeah. Honestly though, it's, it's crazy how stuff like that happens. You look back and it's like, dang, I dreamed of this. So exactly that, that's, that's definitely a golden light for sure um but yeah, yeah it was great to see that for you i know and you to even explain kind of when it had happened what you know uh what what the the meaning of it was behind it the significance of uh of it for you i know you were at like i don't know what to, was it like a banquet i didn't like like a week ago i think you were yeah, at so it was actually for, yeah so it was for their um it was kind of like a presentation party for their world tour that they have yeah. Um, it's premiering September 26th. If you guys want to watch, it'll be really sick. They showed kind of a teaser video, like a 12 minute video. And I think they posted it for like the public to see too. Uh, but I was in it for like a second and it was like on this giant screen. And I was like next to like all these like really successful models, just iconic angels. And like, I'm like on this massive screen, like I just like pop up pop up all of a sudden on the screen. I'm like scrambling to get my phone. I'm like, Oh my God, I need a video of this. So it was really cool. Um, but yeah, it was just, um, they had like the pink carpet, which I always dreamed of being on. I feel like I can go on about this forever, but, (laughs) but yeah, it was really awesome experience. Um, and to be part of their world tour is really, really cool. And you guys should definitely watch it. It's going to be on Amazon prime. And you said it was a documentary. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it is like a documentary format. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the best way to explain it. It's really focused around, um, creatives and designers in different cities um like the city that i was dressed in was lagos um so i really got to meet designer from there and um yeah it's really cool you guys should watch it it's um kind of a different concept to what they've done in the past so it'll be sick that's cool sounds good looks like we're gonna have to check it out that's cool that's cool i like and think it's cool all the other stuff you get to do um kind of like that's that's kind of some of the perks of having all these these deals and things like that all of these great partners you know you get some you get some other stuff to do during the week other than other than racing but it all can feel like yeah it gets her into rooms like where other people wouldn't be not just because like the difference with the sponsorships or anything like that but working with big like fortune 500 companies let's say you just get into different rooms you meet different people who I mean, this might be a weird question considering you're so young and it's in the beginning of your career, but who's like the coolest person you've met through these like sponsorship opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've like, I mean, that's really, I feel like connections are so important. Like really how I got with Victoria's Secret is I just grabbed coffee with the casting director one day. So it's just like making those little connections and then, you know, people have friends in the space or the industry and they'll kind of recommend you to their friends. So I feel like everything's so like, a lot of things are so connection based. And I think that's why it's so important to like really present yourself well and be really nice to everybody and make meaningful connections. Cause you never know who knows who, or it's going to take you and not saying that's why you should be nice to people, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it helps Only for what comes back are, to you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, connections are so important. So um, yeah, I've met really amazing people. I mean, um, Todd Graves was just at my race at Kansas. He's the founder and CEO of Raising Cane. So it was super cool to meet him um yeah i just i feel like i've met so many amazing people oh, yeah, the pressure sure. you had todd you had the ceo there and you finished third. yeah honestly 
Yeah, like we had 10 laps to go and I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> Not like, I don't know, I get like kind of sick when I'm racing sometimes. And my heart rate was like, I have like a heart rate monitor on and it was like through the roof, guys. When I looked at it after, I was like, oh my God, no wonder I was going to throw up. I was about to have a heart attack. But I was telling myself in my head, I was like, Todd Graves is watching me right now. I have raisin canes on the box. Like, you know, I need to keep pushing through. And I did. So it worked out. <laughs> so, yeah, I gave you the extra motivation. Yeah, uh, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it would for sure for me too, like a big boss there as a part yeah. of, you know, a sponsor, a sponsor opportunity. Um, RJ, I don't know if you were going to ask something real quick, just to, to go away from the racing real quick. Um, last night I was on just scrolling on TikTok and I see this video. It was, uh, I've been following the U S open like really, really closely. And I see this like comment on American superstar tennis player, Ben Shelton, yeah. And see this like comment section and I noticed your name there and what what you weren't the subject of the video, but yeah, your name was there. Do you know him? Like, are you friends with him? Yes. Oh my gosh. Ben's amazing. I was so proud of him. Yeah. He did so well. Yeah. 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 Could, could you, where'd you guys meet? Did, like, are you from the same area or? Okay. So we've like, we're just like friends, but um, yeah. yeah, no, we're not from the same area by any means, but he's awesome. My photographer that I worked with last year started working with him this year. And that's kind of how we made that connection. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, he did so amazing. I was so excited yeah. for him. I was bringing him on. So yeah, that was, that was awesome. very cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool to see like a 20 year old in that, that semifinal. Yeah. He, he went against Djokovic, the, the eventual champion event, uh, arguably the greatest tennis player of all time. He, yeah, he I do know in the semifinal. who that is. But yeah, you knew him. Ben Shell, so it's all good. Yeah, look him up. Now you know Ben Shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a second, That's I thought you cool. said Blake Shell, and I was like, she knows no. Ben Shell. <laughs> no, <laughs> Ben. Interesting. But yeah, no, no. No, connect connections are huge in the industry. I've learned that personally. Um, just early on, gaining connections can get you super far. I mean, that's how my first podcast started up was just knowing Tommy Joe, uh, Tommy Joe Martins, and starting that podcast mm -hmm. off, and that just you know did wonders it was great uh for a year and a half we did that um and it was amazing and then kind of just like when i'd start up the start up the good old instagram page i mean that's what really started for me was people you know followed it and then you know figured out there was a person behind it and it was just me just this guy right here just running yeah. it so um that part was cool but yeah connections are great you get to know people um throughout the industry and i'm sure getting to know you know all the people with your partners as well do you ever get because like like you'd mentioned Raisin Cane's as a deal with Post Malone. Like you ever think those are going to collab? Like you ever think at some point you get to meet there, there'll be like a Raisin Cane's <laughs> banquet and you get to meet Post Malone. Like that'd be sick. Well, I heard Post Malone, like I heard he's a big NASCAR fan. Yeah. And I think yeah, he did that yeah, he music did that, video with that music video with Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace. Yes. Gosh, I would love if Posty pulled up to my race. I would be yeah. such a fan girl. I've been like, saying he should like, cause I know, you know, NASCAR has a lot of pre-race concerts and I know the Daytona 500 is the biggest one. I've been saying this for two years. I've been waiting for a Post Malone pre-race concert. Do it. Oh, that'd be so Post sad. Luke Holmes every year, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we need, we're supposed to though. He, he, he had the whole NASCAR music video. I thought that's when it would start. Yeah. I was like, he's in, he's in the NASCAR biz. He got Hamlin and, right? and Bubba there. We're going to see him. I I don't know if he's been to a race before. Hopefully, hopefully we can get Posty out there. Maybe Raising Canes can get him out there or something. That'd be sick. I remember yeah, from I... that same time he was like talking to Denny and he asked how Mark Martin was doing. He was a fan of Mark Martin growing up. So we know like he's an actual fan, you know. It's not like yeah. you know, some type of publicity kind of thing. Yeah. Oh did you have like a, did you have like a childhood favorite driver, Tony? I can't remember if I ever asked you this before, but like who was it? Um, 
you're I don't know. I used to. So it's funny because when I was little, I watched like IndyCar and not really NASCAR as much until I like got older and was like, wait, I actually kind of prefer NASCAR. Um, But I used to like watch Danica Patrick when she was racing in IndyCar, which was so long ago. But yeah. when I first started racing, that was like, you know, the biggest female in the sport. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. She's doing it. I can too. So. Yeah, I would say, like, I looked up to her, and then, like, as I got older and got more into NASCAR, I would say, like, Jimmy Johnson was my fave. But, yeah. You got a chance to meet Jimmy? Um, Yes, I did. I think he was actually the first NASCAR, like, cup driver that I ever met. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and I was, I actually, like, fangirled, which is, like, weird, because I feel like I don't usually do that, but I was so nervous. Right, right. I think my first cup driver was, like, I think it was Joey Logano at a a home show in 2009. Yeah. Love that. When I was like five years old, I think I think oh. that's what like my first cup driver uh, meet memory is. But yeah. yeah, it is it is kind of you know sometimes in the garage. Like obviously, I grew up a Kevin Harvick fan, and so this year, you know, very very sad for my childhood um, that he is retiring. So sometimes sometimes you can't help when you see him, uh, you know, start start fangirling a little bit. Like oh my god, there's yeah. that's my driver right there. I know Matt was yeah. a big uh, Jeff Gordon fan. Um, when he was growing still up, still is, still is, yeah, still, still is. Still <laughs> is. So, that's always good to see that. But let's kind of focus more um, futuristically as we kind of wrap up here. Um, Tony, obviously, we talked about what the rest of your year is going to look like. We kind of talked about noted on the future as well. What What are the biggest goals? I would say for for you, um, moving. You know, you can say short term, longer term, kind of in the next, you know, two three years. Where do you feel like you want to be? Yeah, I'll start off with my short-term goals. I would say I want to definitely wrap up the season strong, um, you know, get a couple more like top five, top three finishes. My last couple races in ARCA I think would be really dope um, and wrap up like all the other racing that I have really well. So like right now, it's kind of like my main focus, but kind of thinking in the future for next year, still kind of working on those plans. But um, yeah, I would say like whatever I do, I just want to be... I don't know, like successful at it. Like I want to make sure that every step that I take, I'm very like intentional about not just jumping into something and really making sure that, you know, what I'm putting myself in, I feel confident about like being able to come really compete in the series. Um, so yeah, I would say it's kind of, I don't really have, like, I kind of have like set goals for myself but at the same time. I don't really hold myself to like a certain timeline. Cause I feel like just kind of depends how races go and like how you're feeling about like the situation. And um, yeah, it's kind of hard to like, gauge like how you know things are gonna kind of turn out so yeah I don't really hold myself to an exact timeline but we will see what the future holds but definitely want to wrap up the season strong what's like that was so vague (laughs) (laughs) what's that next jump like what's that next step to be like a full-time ARCA driver or in the future obviously truck series driver what's like holding you back maybe right now um, I think definitely just funding and getting like sponsorships locked in to really, um, you know, get some more of those races down. I feel like it's hard. There's such limited seats. And um, sure. when it comes to that time every year of like kind of securing your next deal, you have a lot of people that are ready to go on all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a little tricky to secure that seat. But yeah, definitely. I have some great partners that I feel um, good about working with me for next year and just trying to find some more to really um, bring it all together. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that comes together. Tony, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on, on the Pace Labs podcast. 
Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of great things to take away from this, like the Bridinger box uh, at Raising Canes. Hopefully we'll yes. come to fruition. Uh, yes. A lot about the GR Cup. Uh, hopefully I can kind of dive mm-hmm. into that. The last question would be, is it straight? Like, where is it aired? Is that aired anywhere? That's a really great, great question. It's streamed somewhere. Stream somewhere. You know, I need to do a better job about finding out where it's streamed. I know my parents watch my races, so I'll <laughs> I'll post a link next time I have a race. I'll post a link on my story or something, and then you guys can just click on it. Might be on like Motor Trend or something, Motor Trend TV or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. I honestly, yeah. I should be a little bit more self aware of that, but <laughs> it is streamed somewhere. Maybe YouTube actually. Maybe. maybe. I'll post a link. I got you. <laughs> All right. She's going to post it. So we'll find out. But yeah, Tony, thanks so much for joining us. Um, You know, best of luck, obviously, for you and the rest of the season. Thanks for everybody for tuning in and and listen to us uh, speak and conversate. And uh, we'll see you on the Pace Labs podcast next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.